0: Thanks for joining us for the weekend edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel Kaneohe. Each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth, Pastor J.D. gives a Mideast prophecy update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Though the false threat of a nuclear bomb being dropped on Hawaii has seemingly passed, should we stop being worried? Today, Pastor J.D. encourages us to certainly not worry, but to be wise. We are on the brink of catastrophe in our country. Now, how that will play out, we truly don't know. What we can be thankful for is that God is in complete control. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on January 21st, 2018.
1: So for today's Prophecy Update, I am going to... uh, You know how when somebody says to you, I have some good news and I have some bad news. Which one do you want first? Don't you hate that? Well, I have some... Good news, and I have some bad news. I'm not going to give you the choice of telling me which one you want to hear first, because I'm going to give you the bad news first. And believe you me, there there is a lot of bad news out there, is there not? I do so for a reason, and the reason is that uh, it's in order to share the good news that is the result of the bad news. I've said it this way. I know this is not proper English, so don't email me or post comments, but the badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be. The badder the bad news is, the gooder the good news will be, and certainly this is true when it comes to sharing the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. When you appropriately and uh, sufficiently communicate the bad news that we're, all dead in our sins and trespasses, it readies you for the good news that there's salvation in Jesus Christ. And certainly that principle is true when it comes to the gospel, but I want to take it a step further and suggest this, that as only God can and does, He's taking that which is meant for evil today, and he's working it for good, for the salvation of many people. One of my favorite men of God in the scripture is Joseph, and for those of you who were with us on Thursday night many years ago, he went through Genesis chapter by chapter, and Book by book and and, uh, verse by verse. And and when we got to the life of Joseph, it was perhaps amongst the most fascinating, if not the most fascinating studies uh, in all of the Bible. I mean, here's a guy. Let me just uh, briefly uh, set the stage and then we'll get into our prophecy update. Think about this. For 17 long years, this guy went through everything you could possibly imagine. It seemed as if, for 17 years, it's from a young teenager, for 17 years, it seemed as, some suggest he was 13. Add 17, makes him 30. By the way, uh, for those of you who are with us, uh, Joseph is a profound picture of the person of Jesus Christ in typology. Uh, even the pre-tribulation rapture. He takes a a Gentile bride prior to the seven-year famine. Can I get an amen here on that? (laughs) Let me me say that again. Uh, Can I? doesn't matter if you say no, because I'm going to say it again. Joseph takes a Gentile bride before the seven-year famine. She's never heard from again after that. Oh, how about as they're affectionately referred to? By the way, I have over 120 types of how Joseph is a type of the person of Christ. We affectionately refer to them as the baker and the butler. I love this, right? Remember these guys? Two guys? One remembers him, one doesn't. Those are the two criminals that hung on the cross next to the Savior of the world. One accepting, one rejecting. I mean, throughout all of the details of Joseph's life, you can't make this up. This is one of the reasons why I know the Bible is infallible and it's the word of God. You cannot make this up. So for 17 years... He's left for dead, sold into slavery, betrayed by his own brothers, whom he loved so much, who were so jealous of him, they wanted to kill him, rejected by his own brethren. Sound familiar, typology? And then, but God, those two words, but God. If there was ever two words that could be a caption on the life of Joseph, it would be the two words, but God. He's in that pit, ends up in Egypt. There he is, a far away place from home. But God promotes him, exalts him, blesses him. He ends up being this powerful man in this powerful position in the house of Potiphar. Apparently, Potiphar's wife took notice of of Joseph, who obviously must have been a pretty handsome young man. And I'm certain that Potiphar's wife wasn't um, unattractive either. That's uh, putting it kindly. I love how uh, Pastor Damien Kyle, Calvary Chapel Modesto, describes it. He says, you know, uh, men in power like that, uh, they, they tend to marry very beautiful Wives. And the reason why that uh, detail is important is because she was trying to seduce Joseph every day. And if she's not beautiful and attractive, there's no temptation. Damon Kyle says it like this. If she looks like Ma Kettle, <laughs> we love Ma Kettles, okay? But if she looks like Ma Kettle, where's the temptation, right? Could you imagine that? You go to work every day, and the boss's wife is hitting on you. I hate to be crude. Every day, you go to work. On one particular day, she has all the servants, all the employees leave, and she's got this plant, and she throws herself on Joseph, and he runs. And you would think that God would bless him and honor him, for taking a stand for righteousness and resisting temptation. And it was a temptation. But what happens instead? Oh, she falsely accuses him of attempted rape. And then he's sent to prison. And by the way, the prisons in that time were dungeons. You were left there to die. And here's Joseph. Now remember, he has a dream, right? that he told to his uh, parents and certainly his brothers, which they didn't take too kindly to. you are basically all going to... I mean, I guess, I guess I can understand. You're going to all bow down to me. Wow. Where do you get off? You little arrogant... <laughs> it reminds me of what Eliab uh, said to David when he appears on the battlefield. I don't want to go there. I'll, <laughs> I'll digress. Um, So he's left there to die and then he interprets these dreams and then he's forgotten and could you imagine he's sitting there going, well, I think God's forgotten me. How is God going to bring good from this? This is really bad. I'm going to die here. This is how it ends. But God. He remembers when he we saw this in the book of Esther. I love the book of Esther. By the way, Lord willing, this Thursday we start in the book of Job. No, <laughs> the book of Job's. I, I'm really excited about the book of Job. So he's remembered when he interprets this dream because God gives him this dream and then he interprets it and then he goes from, as one said it, the pit to the pinnacle. And now he's the most powerful man in the world, save Pharaoh. And God has positioned him for such a time as this, if you will. And this is where we now come into the best but God verse and my favorite verse in all of the Bible, which is as well as all the other favorite verses in the Bible. But, uh, But God, (laughs) but as for you, when he reveals his identity to his brothers, who are terrified, and rightfully so, you meant evil against me, but God meant it for good. Why? In order to bring it about as it is this day to save many people alive. I share that to say this. I truly believe that in light of and even in spite of all that's taking place in the world today, God will mean it for good in order to bring about the salvation of many people. But God. All the evil, it seems like evil is prevailing, but God is going to bring it to good. I want to begin with this first one, which is that of the vitriolic division in the United States, which I believe has seemingly passed the point of no return. I may be wrong. some ways, I wish I would be. But I truly believe that this could potentially lead to the fall of this nation. That would certainly explain a lot, wouldn't it? It would certainly explain the absence of the United States of America from the pages of Bible prophecy. I know you see it there on the screen, and it's perhaps a bit cliche, but united we stand, but divided we fall. Um, This is actually what Jesus said to the Pharisees when he was falsely accused of casting out demons by himself being demon-possessed. Can you imagine that? It's in Matthew's Gospel, chapter 12, verse 25. Listen. It says, Jesus knew their thoughts and said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and every city or house divided against itself will not stand. It can't. When there's division, and I think you would agree with me when I say this, but how divided are we in America today? It's the likes of which we've never seen in recent memory, certainly in a generation. Civilians against military and police, black against white, women against men, conservative against liberal, Republican against Democrat, and the list goes on ad nauseum. I think it's that textbook case of divide and conquer, divide and destroy. You know, it can only go on so long before the time comes when something has to give. Doubtless you heard about what we woke up to yesterday with the government shutdown and these women's marches taking place in cities all over the nation. It's kind of ironic, suspect, as uh, some suggest, that all of this is happening on the one-year anniversary of the inauguration of President Trump. Breitbart published an article about the government shutdown in which Pennsylvania Republican Lou Barletta blamed the Democrats (laughs) For putting illegal immigrants over American illegal immigrants over American citizens in what's being dubbed Schumer's shutdown. On Friday evening, Senate Democrats, including Schumer and Senator Dick Durbin, along with Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican, and Senator Jeff Flake, Republican, voted against a spending bill to prevent a government shutdown because it did not include amnesty for at least, get this number, try to wrap your mind around this number, 3.5 million illegal aliens and their illegal alien parents. Now, if the population of Oahu, let's just say is, about a million people. This is three times the population of the island of Oahu, illegal immigrants that are here. Barletta quickly responded to the decision to shut down the federal government for illegal aliens, posting on Twitter, they'd rather shut down children's health insurance and, this is interesting, military funding to give illegal immigrants amnesty. He then subsequently tweets, Dems, illegal immigrants greater than American citizens. Now, as I've, as an immigrant myself, <laughs> pondered this, I just have this sense that even if they work something out with respect to the government shutdown There's more to this than what we're being told, and my sense is is that it has the propensity to get real ugly in the days ahead. Uh, Perhaps you've heard it said, you ain't seen nothing yet. You ain't seen nothing yet. Speaking of there being more to it than we're being told, it's being suggested that there's more to the false alarm in Hawaii last Saturday. Than what's being reported. Uh, I don't know if you heard, but uh, Japan also had a false alarm three days later on Tuesday of last week. Um, they they pushed the wrong button in Japan too. Too the wrong button. Hello. Listen, I, I don't want to get into the conspiracy side of this, but listen, I'm not going to be dismissive of a conspiracy either. I think we do err greatly when we're dismissive of the conspiracy, and I'll use the word theory. I saw a picture posted on social media and it has this look of this On this man's face, and his eyes are like this big, and he's going. And then the the caption read, That look when you realize that the conspiracy was true, (laughs) and you just look at that and you go, Oh, remember years ago. In fact, it was right here in Hawaii in, um, I want to say, uh, 1996. Wow, uh, it was at uh, the How to Walk conference, and Gail Irwin. Uh, was one of the speakers, and my wife and I were visiting, and he he got up right out of the chute, and he said, uh, do I believe that there's conspiracies out there? Yes. And then he started <laughs> teaching God's Word as beautifully and brilliantly as He, and simply and humorously as He always does. Now, why do I say that? Because, think about it the wrong button was pushed? And then the same, quote-unquote, wrong button is pushed in Japan on, now, nah, come on. I mean, again, I I may not be the sharpest knife in the kitchen drawer, but something doesn't quite smell right. Listen, I, I don't want to go into this. I don't want to be dismissive of this, but... Here's what I want to do with this. The fact remains, and I want you to think about this, the fact remains that we are one button away from the unthinkable. That's a fact. Regardless of whether or not there is more to this, and I believe there is, and I'm not alone, Former Republican Congressman Jason Chaffetz was on Fox News with Judge Jeanine Pirro, and he said what many have been thinking as more came out about the false alarm. He stated that he's having a hard time believing that a wrong button was somehow pushed, such that there are at least five fail-proof steps in place to ensure that something like this never happens. And by the way, so we're clear, it's not a button, okay? Don't picture this big red button on the desk of some employee who's having a bad hair day and didn't have his coffee before the shift change in the early hours of the morning. I mean it's not a button, it's a computer with, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure, are you sure you want to send this alarm out to 1.5 million people, and completely scare the living daylights out of them, because this is how it ends. Are you sure you want to do that? Yes. Are you really, really sure you want to do that? Yes. Are you really, really sure you want to do that? Yes. Times five at least. Okay, I said I wasn't going to go there. I just did again. We'll leave it there and get back to what I really want to uh, talk about, and that's this. Regardless of whether or not there's more to this or not, it is only a matter of time before this happens. That's what my Bible says. That's what my Bible says. It was interesting, on Monday, an online member and friend, Kelly McGuire, who works for Fox News in New York, reached out to me to be interviewed on the story with Martha McCallum on Fox News. And what struck me about the interview was that the questions, you know, I wanted to talk about this and that, but the questions that were asked of me all had to do with the emotions of how did you feel when you thought you only had minutes to live? That's what it was all about. That's what, those were the questions that were asked of me for this Fox News interview. So it didn't make it in the interview, presumably in the interest of time, but here's how I responded. My entire family was in total peace, because we're secure in our saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now, I want to say this parenthetically, and perhaps importantly, to not only you here, but those that are a part of our online church. And I want you to listen very carefully. There is coming a time, and we may or may not be here when it does happen, there will be an alert sent out and it will be the real deal. What are you going to do? Are you ready? Do you have that peace? Do you know where you're at with Jesus Christ? If it were to happen, and that missile were to hit, do you have that peace? Knowing that you're right with God. If you don't, you can have that. You can have that assurance today, now, for those of you here before you leave this church. For those of you online, we'll talk about it at the end.
0: Are you ready? If not, you need to be ready because our redemption draws nigh. This is what Jesus said about seeing these prophecies begin to come to pass in Luke chapter 21, verse 28. This verse speaks directly to the heart of the prophecy update that Pastor J.D. shares each Friday and Saturday here on In Spirit and Truth. The goal for each prophecy update is twofold. First, to equip you with information you need to live in these exciting last days. Second, to encourage you in your faith in the Creator of the universe. Every word in the Holy Bible is 100% true. We're seeing that fact being proven each and every day. We pray that you have been both blessed and challenged by today's Prophecy Update. And we do hope you join us again for tomorrow's conclusion to this Prophecy Update from Pastor J.D. Now, as I mentioned at the beginning of today's broadcast, you can become a Facebook friend with us by logging on to www.inspiritandtruthradio.com. We've provided a link to our Facebook page. Another great option to stay current with Pastor J.D.'s Prophecy Updates is to subscribe to the Aloha Bible Prophecy Update YouTube channel. The Prophecy Update YouTube channel has all the current updates that Pastor J.D. has shared as well as an archive of past updates. Again, log on to InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and follow the link to the Prophecy Update YouTube channel. Well, that's all the time we have for today. Please join us tomorrow as Pastor J.D. concludes this Prophecy Update. That's next time on In Spirit and Truth.